What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From the Panther Pit. Sports editor Ben Barkley here, staff writer Daniel Stackhouse sitting next to me. Um, but before we start talking some some Sars Mill sports, we were hit with a pretty good tragedy on Sunday. Um, former Lakers guard, NBA player Kobe Bryant, along with his 13-year-old daughter Gianna and a couple other families, died in a helicopter crash just outside Los Angeles on Sunday. Um, you know, I'm still speechless about it. You know, Kobe was one of my favorite players growing up. And, you know, I never thought that this was how his legacy was going to end. And, you know, it's hard to just talk about this still, you know, four days removed from it. But, yeah, Kobe, you're going to be missed so much. Um, if you guys want to read a little story I wrote about what he meant to me personally, it's up, up on the prowlernews.org. You should go give it a read. Uh, Stackhouse, did, did how much did Kobe really mean to you? I mean, the interesting thing is when I was when I was first really starting to get it, getting into sports, it was when he was starting to get out of the league. So the first first big thing I heard about Kobe, his sixty point his sixty point finale, and I was thinking, dang, it's pretty good for an old man. But even then, years later, starting to hear more more about the legacy he had, and that what he, what he truly meant to others. And then I was working, I was working. When I heard the news, I was almost done with my shift. I was like TMZ, and then I went on my phone after after the shift. And I was like, "Dang, this is really happening," and it's extremely rough. But the thing that thing that I've been taking away is that his legacy means so much, and that's something that I think will go untouched. The mom the mom mentality is a, is something that and everybody can take away. I feel like that's gonna speak volumes for a long time. Mm-hmm. That mama mentality is going to live on forever. Uh, rip, rip to a legend. Rip Kobe. Rest easy up there. So um, now we're going to get into some Stars Mill sports. I'll start with some swimming. We did it. We won our 20th straight county championship, and that's just also speechless about that. You know, um, you know, we've ran the table for the past two decades. You know, it's just insane to, to really think about it. I mean, like, imagine, uh, just imagine that. Like, no, I don't know of any other high school team in general that ha- has that kind of success, man. Like, that's insane. It is. As a captain, tell me, tell me, just like, how do you feel about your t- how, about how your team is able to come out like this for the twentieth time? Oh man, it's just <clears throat> it's, it's unbelievable. If you really just put it into perspective, that we've dominated swimming here in Fayette County for the past 20 years. It's just, it's unbelievable. And, you know, my hat's off to the team. This is, I think I said in the last episode, this is one of the best teams I've been on in four years. You know, everyone's just so talented and, you know, that just paid off and it showed in the pool. And uh, we also last weekend traveled up to Adairsville for the Pop Power Invitational, just a little last chance meet to qualify for some states. Girls got second over there. Us boys won overall. Stars Mail took another victory. It's just another last fun, good meet before state. You know, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about state for a little bit. You guys got. You guys have. I'm pre, I don't know how many girls, but I think you got, you got six. Six, guys? six and six. Six and six. All right. So just kind of tell me. Tell me about. As a captain, again, tell me about this lineup and what you see. see oh, oh, man. It's just 
this lineup's going to be deadly. Um, on the boys' side, Ben Pfeiffer, our Yale commit, you know, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievably flash. You know he's been working hard on this forever. Uh, you got the Roach brothers, Seth and Tommy. You know, they're just also amazing. You got Simon Sayani, you know, just another – all of our boys really are just on that state team are just so fast and so talented that, you know, teams are going to look at us and be like, oh, man, here's Stars Mill. This, this is a team that's going to be tough to beat. You know, hopefully we up our placement up a little bit. We usually finish top ten. I'd maybe like to see a little bit of top five in there. And our girls' team, you know – I think people forget, but two years ago, our girls were state runner-up. And I look at the team this year, Avery McFadden, Lauren Presley, Elena Burrows, uh, Mackenzie Tucker, who's on staff here with Prowler, a couple other, you know, fast girls. And I see this this team's going to give you, the girls' teams a run for their money. You know, we always come to state hoping to make a statement, and – this year, I think we, we're, we're going to make a loud and clear statement. I'm excited to see that happen. So we got, the, got it this weekend. Next weekend over at Georgia Tech, Friday is prelims, Saturday is finals. If you want to make your, make your travels down to Georgia Tech, support us. We'd love that. And swimming, it's not that boring of a sport to watch. Trust me. Just just trust me on that one. <laughs> and uh, now we're going to – I'm going to let Stackhouse jump into some girls' basketball real quick. Man, they, they're going off. That's, that's what i got to say first. Easiest they have, way to say it. They have gone absolutely bonkers. They haven't won a – let me rephrase it this way first. They haven't lost a game since Thanksgiving. They're 10-0 and in region. I mean, here's the thing. You, you got you gotta Allison Hudson. One of the most dominant players in Stars in history, the most, 15, 1,500 points as of Tuesday, as of Tuesday. Can you stop her? Sure, but you can try. But can you stop Ashton Lally and Jacqueline Hester? I don't think you can. Can you outscore them? You can try getting past Karen Isle. You got that lineup that's so potent that it's just been so successful these past these past few months. And co- and our staff writer Jocelyn Weber had a little coach's corner with head coach Emily Sweeney. If you want to, if you want to hear some of the current events from Coach Sweeney's end, go ahead take a look at that coach's corner. But other than that, we've seen a lot of successful things from this team. And what do I mean, you think about that? Bud? And I mean credit. You know, I've said this last episode, but credit to Coach Sweeney. I mean, came in two years ago, three years ago, our girls team didn't even make state. No. Shade thrown at Coach Ratliff there, but you know Coach Sweeney really took that program, turned it around, and really turned it to, to my opinion, one of the best programs here in the state. And I think that's a statement that's going to be made in the state tournament and as well as region tournament, which starts next week right here at Stars Mill. So yeah, if you guys got to come here, it's region tournament, some most important games all year, you know, and it's right here at home. There's no excuse. Come. I think that the I think tonight is a game at Jonesboro. At Jonesboro. At Jonesboro, Correct. and then Friday, Friday is going to be a crucial one for the girls. They if they went out, if both teams went out, they're going to be playing Griffin in Griffin for the Ooh. number one seed. So if they win this game, they get a they get a first round bye and punch their ticket to state. So hope they can make that important. happen. Important another Griffin matchup. That's going to be extremely important. But now, going to a little bit of the other end of the spectrum. 
some boys basketball. Hasn't been the same as girls. Four and eighteen, I believe, is the record. Still winless in region play. But you know, just recently sitting down to talk with Coach Reeves, also in a coach's corner, which you can go check out on the ProvenceNews.org. You know, I'm talking with Reeves. I knew from the beginning that this team is not the record that's shown. Most of their games, they've lost by five or less. And, you know, if, if they could have finished those games out, the record could be a, a whole lot different. And, you know, it's just, you know, talking with Reeves, this is one of, he's one of the best, co- to me, the best coach in my three years of covering basketball here. I mean, his IQ, basketball IQ is amazing. I, his coaching philosophy is over the top. You know, given, given time, you know, this, he's going to mold this basketball program into also just like what Sweeney did, one of the best. I mean, they have talent. I mean, they have some great seniors that are leaders, Zach Zerniglia, Reese Clevenger, Camden Sutherland, Sam Handel, a, a couple others. But then those young players that they have, I mean, Brandon Allison, a junior, the Townsend brothers, Malachi and Mike, Eli Baker, their backup point guard. I mean, those young players are going to develop and then – you know, some great stuff's going to happen with this team. I'm, I'm telling you right now. And again, this is this is a problem. I think it's not right for the for this for this for those boys and for Coach Reeves to get this result. But that's just the kind of growing pains when you have a third coach in three years. That that's going to do a lot for you, especially that from what from what I understand, this the senior lineup was actually very inexperienced in varsity play coming coming into the season. So. In, in the back of my mind, I kind of just suppose this was going to happen. I mean, no no shade to the t- to the boys team at all. It's just like that. These are the growing pains that need to happen if you mm-hmm. want to go somewhere. So this development over the next few years is going to be crucial because if he if coaches this is a very good way to see if the coaches if coaches legit and, and I, I believe he is, but it's. We're, we're going to have to see it happen these next few years. One of their most recent region losses to McIntosh, just a, another three-point loss. I'll talk about that game because I was there it was a, last week. You know, It was a, another tough loss because three points again. Camden Sutherland I had a, a chance to hit a game-tying shot. It unfortunately rimmed out. Um, I talked with Coach Reeves after that game. Here's what he had to say. So another close loss to McIntosh again. How are you feeling about yeah. this loss right now? Uh, this one stung, man. This one hurt real bad, to be honest with you, because I felt like we executed real well. I felt like we did the stuff that we worked on. I mean, we did everything we could do for five not to beat us, and the dude still beat us. You know what I mean? He had a great had a great game. We threw almost everything we could defensively. I mean, you get, hey, big players make you know, big plays. He did tonight. And I thought our guys executed. I thought they did a really good job of our game plan. It's just that dude ended up making big shots. I mean, the Joker was shooting from the GHSA line a couple of times and making them, you know? So it's like, you know, it, it, like I said, big players beat you, and, they, and he did tonight. I thought we did excellent. I was real proud of our guys. I told them. You know, they, they had nothing to hang their heads about. They did everything they could, and like I said, kind of, you know, one player got to us in the third and fourth quarter. So. so compared to the last time you guys played them in, cl- in crunch time, you know, what differences did you see from them in the final minutes of the fourth quarter? Well, we played a lot of these close games, unfortunately, and I wish we could come out on the top end of one of them. But, I mean, they were more composed. They, like I said, they got the shots we wanted. They executed. Um, like I said, we did. I wouldn't say we had defensive lapses. Like I said, they just made you know they made the shots when they had to make the shots. And I don't want to say we didn't make the shots because I feel like we were trading shots there for a long time. It's just we were on the 
you know, we were on the end of it where we were down by three instead of down by one, and every or instead of down by two, and everything we got was not a tie. Everything we got was still we're down by one, and we still got to fight and foul, and then try to get three points back. You know what I mean? Like we had to rely on them to miss a couple free throws in the last minute, and it just didn't happen. And uh, but you know, like I said, I thought they executed well. They played a lot of these games, and we're going to come out on the top end on one of them. Uh, parade of goodness, but yeah, like I said, they they killed it tonight, man. They did everything they possibly could. They did everything I asked them to. So. So, you know, despite this loss, you know, I feel this team has caught fire a little bit recently. Is this something you could take as momentum going into this next month of region games? Yeah, I hope so, man. Like I said, we got, uh, you know, we got Whitewater tomorrow. The worst part about having one of these big emotional losses is sometimes it's hard to recover going into the next night, you know what I mean? And so, uh, but I feel like, you know, like I said, we're playing so much better. We're, we're executing so much better. It's just, like I said, we, 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 you know, we just haven't finished one. Like I said, you know, we go up by 11 at one point, you know, and let them whittle it back down. Just things like that. Um, we just got to, you know, like I said, we'll find a way to win it. There are a lot of teams that, that, you know, haven't been in a close game, haven't felt that, you know, the tightness that comes with being in a close game. But our guys have. And like I said, we're going to win one of them because, dang it, we've taken a lot of the last-second shots. We, I mean, that play we ran at the end again, we executed exactly what we wanted to do. We did what we wanted. We just didn't get it. You know, it's just uh, it's the way the ball bounced, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, Coach Reeves has seen a lot, you know, from this team. Lots of, lots of close losses that could really, if they had finished, could – change the record completely to maybe even 18 and four, who knows, but you know, the, like you said, Stackhouse did growing. These are the growing pains that I think coach expected coming in to happen. And, you know, but who knows, you know, reach a tournament starts next week. Who any team can catch fire. Yep. And if they catch fire, you know, they could shock, they could shock everybody, make state, maybe even make a run. Yeah. They'll, they'll likely be facing against whitewater. They want to shock the world. It's gonna be it's gonna got it's gotta be next week. Mm-hmm. So, Whitewater, one of the best teams in the region this year. Shockingly, actually, oh yeah. no one really expected Whitewater to, to go off like that. Yet here we are. But but you know here we are, and probably gonna have Whitewater in the first round. So so come and support us. Maybe we'll shock the county. You gotta come and see to find out. And I'll let Stackhouse. You know some of the winter sports are wrapping up, but now some spring sports. Are starting to, to pick up some action. So, Stackhouse, I'm going to let you kick it off with some, some girls' soccer. All right, it's dawn of a new era. Got the girls' soccer coming up. We got some preseason. They've been doing a little bit of preseason stuff going here and there. Uh, the last se- last season, they were they were ousted by, I'm pretty sure, Carrollton. Carrollton in the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals. So, and they've got a, they've got a good makeup. They've got a good makeup of the team. They got... They got Chloe Spradlin, team captain, two other seniors, a bunch of junior leaders like Sophia Varmizia, Mary Jane Gagliano. Who's Shout out Mary Jane. <laughs> and Darby Olive. Even some, it, there's even a few young girls that are, tra- that are starting to like get get improvement and really mm-hmm. start to take their place on the on the on the roster. Oh uh, yeah, that I remember watching a, a little bit of girls' soccer last season. I mean, those those girls are good. I'm Coach Bowen is just an unbelievable coach at what he does. And, you know, hopefully, you know, last year I think the season ended a little prematurely in the quarterfinals. So hopefully, you know, we get up there a little more, maybe even make state like the boys last year. So I also have some audio from Coach Bowen. And here's that right now. First of all, let's take a look. Let's take a brief look back to last season. You guys were eliminated by Carrollton, had, had a successful season going to the Elite Eight. What can you and the team take from that last season for this year? Uh, 
our biggest thing was we felt like we ended the year uh, on a negative just because we got outworked. So that's been a big emphasis on this year is making sure that we are fit, uh, working on making sure we're as fit as we can possibly be, and then understanding what you know every game you go into, having the right mentality of you know, fighting for every ball, working as hard as we can, playing through the whistle, uh, just a little bit better as far as focus from start to finish in each match. And as you get as you've been getting ready this preseason, what are some of the things you've been able to look at and prepare the, for this year during the preseason? Uh, well, preseason is all about getting your legs under you, so we've been putting miles on our legs and just getting basic uh, concepts down: first defender, first attacker, second attacker, second defender. Just making sure we review the basics and everybody understands what, what we're looking at, and then we'll start building from there. Let's talk about some of the players you got on the team. Uh, first, first of all, the seniors—you only have three seniors. Just talk to me about them. What are they able to bring, both in ability and leadership? Well, Chloe uh, Spradlin's our team captain on our leadership team. She just kind of sets the pace, has been very good about making sure everybody's on the same page, encouraging everybody, um, helping everybody uh, get their feet under them. Um, just does an outstanding job of leading us and working as hard as she can, doing everything she can every day to get better. Uh, Quinn Nowicki is working her way back into shape. She didn't play this fall, so she's trying to get back a little bit. Uh, but her touch is always fantastic, reads the game very well, scores goals, it's good on the ball, uh, so we'll be looking for that. And then uh, Kaylee Ward uh, is trying to get healthy at the moment, uh, just has a weird illness that they can't quite figure out yet, uh, but once she's out there, same thing, 100% every day, works as hard as you can, leads by example, really puts in a shift every day on the time she's on the pitch. Other than them, who are some other leaders that have been able to rise up and bring some stuff to the table? Uh, Mary Jane Gagliano plays center backs on our leadership team. Uh, very good about including everybody and, and kind of encouraging people to do better. Uh, Darby Olive plays center mid for us and does a great job with the ball. And also on our leadership team is just kind of finding her feet as far as you know helping each other, helping others out. Um, she's always been high energy and kind of brings that to the table every day. So sets that by example, but also reaching out to other people and, and is kind of looking at herself as a leader now. And it's kind of new for her. And then uh, same for Sophia Barmiziar, um, another junior who's uh, also plays center mid, uh, can play several roles for us, but again, on the leadership team, but works hard every day, uh, always looking to get better. I mean, those four people on the leadership team, you know, Chloe, Sophia, Olivia, or Olivia, uh, Darby, and um, Mary Jane, just really kind of set the pace for everybody else. They do a good job about everybody's, making sure everybody's included. They do a good job about encouraging everybody to give their best, and then they set an example that you know this is how hard you work every day uh, and they do that extremely well on another note who are some of the new girls that have been already been able to show some promise uh, Lauren Gutshaw has uh, stepped in as a ninth grader uh, shown very well a very good player uh, worked really hard last year on JV uh, as an eighth grader and kind of was a team leader there already shows signs of that with us uh, Sasha Stanfield is another freshman who's joined us Work you know, very fast, works up top, works hard, uh, plays hard. Uh, we've enjoyed having her out so far. Uh, Addison Smith is going to be an upgrade in goal for us with you know, her and Jackie, who's been there for uh, three years now. Uh, gonna, should give us a very good pair of uh, netminders there. Um, Paige Panos was first year on varsity, played JV last year, and did exceptionally well in tryouts. Uh, Hannah Jacoby is another new sophomore uh, who played JV last year and is fitting in well with the group. So we have several that are stepping in and we're looking to have big contributions at some point this year. Tell me, how do you think this, the general makeup of this team is able to benefit 
benefit you guys in fo- as far as like strategic strategy and all the girls being able to mesh together and work together? Well, everybody plays at a high level, so they're used to that. They're used to possessing the ball and being uh, responsible for holding on to it and not giving it away easily and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, they all work extremely hard. They're generally positive. If anything, they get down on themselves more than anybody else. Uh, our big thing this year has always been hey, can we make sure we show up on time every day, that we work as hard as we can every day, and that we encourage somebody else, like not about ourselves, but you know, reach out to somebody else. And they've done a great job with that. And so the beginning of the year has gone extremely well, just with them getting together, meshing, understanding each other. Uh, we're still working on that on the field because we really only have the ball out. This will be our third week. Uh, so one of those days got rained out. We were off for MLK. So this is really only day nine of training. Uh, so we're still early as far as knowing exactly what each other wants on the field, but it's getting there. And finally, what are some of the team's goals this year? Uh, we have to ask the girls. I mean, I, my big thing is always just get better. Um, we, we get better week by week, day by day. We, we talk about 1% every day, just 1% better than yesterday, uh, making sure that we work as hard as we can to facilitate that because uh, it doesn't do any good to go less than that. If, you know, you're going backwards when that's the case. Um, so that's really my biggest goal every year is that can we – can we find a rotation? Can we find a way of playing that everybody's on the same page with? And we get better with that each day. We get better with our fitness each day. And hopefully by the time we get to the end of the year, then we're you know as fit as we've ever been. We're working hard. We understand each other as well as we ever have. And we should be playing our best ball by then, uh, which we didn't feel like we did in the last game last year, uh, which was kind of weird because it was just up and down. We did really well in the game before. It's just that last game, we just, we're not, we just weren't there. So we're trying to be a little more consistent with that. So that's kind of a big team goal is can we be consistent every day and every, every match and just work as hard as we can and give it, give it our best each time. The most interesting thing, I mean, he said a lot of interesting stuff, but the interesting thing I took away is that when I asked him his goals, he was like, that's up to the girls. I feel like that kind of shows like he trusted – that in a way it shows that he trusts the girls in knowing that he knows, he knows that they'll be able to do what they want. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty good. That's pretty great to have it, have trust like that as a coach. Oh yeah. You know, trust player to coach trust, you know, is really important in any team. And, you know, coach Bowen obviously puts places that trust into the girls. So yeah, girls soccer starts pretty soon. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. In fact, against, uh, let me see real quick. Well, whoever they play, I'm, I believe it's at home. So you should come out and support over in Panther Stadium, you know. They'd really appreciate it. But that isn't it. There's actually a lot – there's actually some of the spring sports starting to we – start, we start them up next week. Mm-hmm. Boys soccer, we got a new coach, Coach Aaron Buck. Coach Buck, new coach, assistant last year. During Coach Haney's last year, I covered them a lot on their state run. That boys team, you know. Mm. They, they really were inspired last year to, to really make a run since this was Coach Haney's last year. And I remember Coach Haney said, saying, you know, no regrets. And, uh, you know, that team is, is going to catch fire with a new coach. And I talked with Coach Buck about how he feels about this whole, this whole new world he's in. And here's what he had to say. Last year, you were an assistant under Coach Haney. And let's kind of take a look back. If I recall, you guys were state runner-ups. Correct. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think, now that you're the head coach, what, do you t- what are you taking away from that season that you're going to use this year? Um, 
I get to take away a lot of things, actually. Uh, Coach Haney did a fantastic job of establishing a program, the culture, and, you know, all of the structural stuff in our program hasn't changed. It's just going to be, you know, adding a little bit here and there with the players and um, just some different takes on ways that we're going to do things or how we're going to play versus what we did before. But nothing, nothing's really changed overall. And you even said to yourself, Coach Haney, he left, he left an amazing legacy behind. But how do you feel as the new coach having to fit into those shoes? Oh, it's an honor. I mean, to follow somebody that was that good and that meant that much to this school and this program, I, I consider it an honor to be able to follow in his footsteps. Just a lot of pressure because he was really good at what he did. Next, I want to ask, let's talk about some of the player, players on the team. Talk, talk to me about, some, about the seniors you got on this roster. Uh, very good senior leadership this year. Um, returning, returning seniors, uh, Will Anong, and um, Christian Castillo, both very good players, have been unbelievable contributors for the last four years to the program. Um, Leo Bueno's back this year after uh, missing two years of playing Developmental Academy. And then Omar Othman is back. He missed his junior year, but he's back to compete to play goalkeeper for us this year. Tell me about some other underclassmen that you got on this squad. Oh, we have we have a lot of great players. One of the nice parts is is that our program has you know built through the JV, and we um, have you know sophomore or sorry juniors like um, Brooklyn Masillo's back, Connor Mark is back, uh, Andrew Cole is back. I mean, we have a good core nucleus of players that we've added to. We only added, uh, we have one freshman that joined up this year, uh, Camilo Velez. Um, Jacobo is a sophomore. He was the um, region freshman of the year last year. He's back, um, playing very well, which is nice. Um, and then we added a couple of players from JV, Casper uh, Jensen and um, Josh Sims that are gonna be contributors right away for us which is going to make us, in my opinion, pretty solid from top to bottom. Last but not least, what are, what are some of the goals you guys have set this year? Well, our goals never change. Our goals are always to be um, in the conversation to win the state championship, which is the standard around here for this program. Um, to win you know, the region championship, again, is going to be one of our standards every year. But um, for our group this year, really and truly to – um, just build on what we did last year and have a complete season because a lot of these guys coming back, um, they do have a little bit of a salty taste in their mouth just with getting so close to their goal and not being able to finish the job. That's, that's one of the motivating factors for us this year. So as, as we said, very excited to see, see what they can do this year. I'm pretty sure they – I don't know if they start with the girls. They may not. Or I, they th- or I think they start the week after. Yeah, yeah, pretty the sure. day after, actually. And then we got uh, also some both boys and girls lacrosse. I'll, I'll start with the girls. O'Reilly, you're, you're going to miss a lot this year. Um, you know, girls lacrosse coming off a state championship win over Blessed Trinity. How do you how do you top that? I mean – You do it again. You have to do it. <laughs> just win it again. Like, 
and that team still has talent. You know, Carly Jenks, our, our amazing goalie who committed to Robert Morris during the beginning of the year. Um, you know, just lots of talent on the offensive side. Ryan King, Victoria Fuller, you know, and some great leaders. I, I expect girls lacrosse to go all the way again. And uh, boys lacrosse, you know, I remember Riley always saying in this very room, uh, you know, regular season, they're, they're great. They're dominant. They win area. They win the area championship all the time, and then they get to the playoffs and they sort of fizzle out. But you know, credit to Coach Schmitty. You know, he, he's one of the best coaches in the school, in my opinion. And if anyone's going to lead them into the postseason and make an even deeper run into the postseason, it's him. And they still have so much talent on that team. I mean, Garrett Munich, Mercer commit. I mean, Stackhouse. You haven't had the privilege to watch him during faceoffs yet. But when you do, you'll be surprised. I can't wait I mean, to it, it's, it's, a, it's a work of art, really. Mm-hmm. And lastly, baseball. You know, I personally love baseball. Me you know, and I, love the, and I love the makeup of the team. Uh, Coach Mosley is just unbelievable at what he does. Last season they lost, I believe, in the second round to Locust Grove, to Locust Grove who's just hats off to Locust Grove. They're one of the best teams in the state. But they also got like – they, they got some good talent on the team. I know for sure they got che, they got junior Che Yeager, who is an absolute stud. And they have uh, Thad Ector, who recently committed to South Carolina. I mean, that baseball team is going to be looking really sharp this year. Again, like all these teams, I'm so excited to see what these teams do. Oh, yeah. Spring sports is our most busiest time here in the Prowler. We're going to get all that to you as, as they all go. And, um, yeah, that, that's our episode today. To, to, to really conclude, I'm – Back to girls basketball, man. We could see something really special with this team. And I'm so excited. I mean, state, we're going to make a statement. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. And with spring action starting to rev up, I mean, it's just a, it's a great time to, to be reading the Prowler. Make sure you guys go and read, the, and read our stuff, you know. Stay in the know, as, as, we, like, as we like to say. And from... Myself and Stackhouse, thank you guys for listening. Go Panthers.